Listening Dog Media. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly. Did I say that right? I don't know. Yeah, you it did. It is the Hot Mess Mum. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, you did. You're definitely <laughs> on the Hot so. Mess. Shall I do it? This is the Hot Mess Mums oh. podcast. I'm Jenny Powell. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Kelly Pegg. <laughs> uh, our guest today is X Factor star, singing sensation, star of the West End stage as well, <laughs> an all round superwoman, super mum. It is the gorgeous Sam Bailey. Oh, hey. it's so good to have you here. I know, finally. I'm to make it on we've been trying to do this for so long haven't we so yeah yes and you are so busy with sort of the musical and everything so you've squeezed us in yes yeah, my day after day we are working with kuka over this whole series and showing you the difference a kuka tap can make around your home they're great for mums on the go and a little later we'll chat about how much time they'll save around the house when cleaning and cooking so for more information visit kuka.co.uk and that's spelled q-u-o-o-k-e-r yeah, it is all consuming. I mean, I've only done like panto. Did that for quite a few years and I just felt, you know, it just takes up all your time, I think. You know, it really you does. doing yeah, musicals and and sort of being on tour and stuff. It's uh it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, we've had uh we've had nine show weeks. Whoa! So it's like I know, I know, yeah. So there's only there's only six days we work, so I'll let you do the math on that one. <laughs> There's only six days out of the week that we do shows and uh, we've had a couple of nine show weeks and next week we've got eight shows in five days. So yeah, it's pretty tough, but I do it because I love it. It's the love of the job, you know. I'm a teapot. I mean, what more could I want? <laughs> Mrs. Potts. You're a mother to one and all in the theatre, I bet as well. Never mind being yeah. mum at home as well. With I am a feeder, yeah. I do. I do tend to be the feeder. The one that everyone goes to when they need snacks. Don't you so, have some kind of like big jar of sweets or something? That's the uh... I have, yeah. So I've I've got um, it's yes, yeah, like a little um, I, I say that, but I bought I bought the Velvetizer in, and everyone's been coming to me room for hot chocolate. So they say hot chocolate is good for the soul, and you know I've had the marshmallows and the milk, and I put a little thing on the WhatsApp group if anyone fancies a hot chocolate in the break, and they're all queuing up to use the Velvetizer. They love it, so. Um, 
yeah, it's just nice to put smiles on people's faces. You know, the whole company work really, really hard, especially our ensemble. Like they're literally running ragged on the stage, doing splits in the air and God knows what else. So their bodies are like Trojan. So it's the least I could do is is they all come knocking the door, can we have a snack, please? Oh. So yeah, I've got like a snack pot, I've got quality street, I've got jelly sweets, I've got tea, I've got coffee, I've got hot chocolate. So yeah, they they all come in and see me. I think that's probably the only time I do see anyone in the show to be fair is when they come in for snacks because you kind of pass really quickly when you're on stage. So, yeah, it's nice. And juggling all this, you know, living away from home, a mum to three and the dogs yeah. and a wife as well. Uh, and I know mm-hmm. we spoke about this before when we were chatting, but that is a lot to juggle, isn't it really? How how have you been doing it? I don't know. Like I was having this conversation yesterday about it's nearly over being on this tour. By the time I finish, it'll be 18 months and I, I said we was all chatting backstage about like the last show and I'm going to be ugly crying for pretty much all of it. And a few of them are like done. They're like, oh, you know, I don't want to do the splits anymore, like jumping into the splits. I'm like, my body is aching and I'm like, I'm going to be ugly crying the whole way through it. And it's not because of the show itself. It's because of the journey that I've had over the last two years. It's not even been about what I've done with the show. It's the stuff that I've been doing alongside it, like, fighting for my son, being away from home and my daughter getting her GCSE results. This pub, because I'm in my pub now, this pub has been used for many things, but GCSE revision is one of them. My son's therapy has been in this room because he had a speech and language therapist that used to come to the house because he wasn't at school. And I paid for her to come to the house and she did it all in here. He's he's had home tutor that's come because he hasn't been at school and I fought to get him a home tutor She's coming here to work with him. So there's so many things that have happened and that I've fought for, as well as being Mrs. Potts in a Disney musical. It's just been, it's been a journey. It really, really has. And and I think that's what I'm going to be so upset about is the fact that you know that that journey is now, and I'm now onto something new. So yeah, I mean, you you you've touched on Tommy obviously who uh I'm sure people are aware um you you fought long and hard for him um haven't yeah. you um with his autism mm-hmm. um it's something that's quite you know it's been talked about uh, a lot more than you know previous years hasn't it yeah and you've been a part of it sort of you know saying that people need support and they need to understand don't they what's going and it's probably something that you didn't even understand or didn't even discover for a while with Tommy no I've I've learned so much over the last couple of years and yeah and it it goes noticed with my other two children because my youngest has turned around to me and said, "Mummy, I want to be autism. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? And she said, well, I said, why do, why do you want to have autism? And she said, because you never get told off. Because she's noticed that because now we understand Tommy a bit more, we don't shout at him. We don't raise our voice. If you, you know, haven't done it, like a parent does, right, that's it. Get in your yeah. right. We're like, we do things slightly differently with Tommy and it's gone noticed that, that we talk to Tommy. Like I'll be like to her, I'll go, right, that's it. Go upstairs and sort that room out. And then I'll go, Tom, can you do me a favour <laughs> like that? Yeah. And she's like, uh, mm-hmm. what? But she understands it now that we can't, we can't raise our voices with Tom because it generally hurts him. When he has his hair cut, we used to be like, oh, don't be silly. But the most sensitive part of an autistic child's body is their hair follicles. So when a child with autism has their hair cut, it actually kind of hurts them. 
Right. I never so knew there's that. So many things that that you know that we didn't understand before and we was like he's being lazy blah 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 and it's only been since 2020 since we got this diagnosis with Tom and and that you uh, that you actually start to speak to people and then they come to you and say have you tried this or we've done this or we've done this or we've tried that and I'm like oh wow I'll try that and now Tommy like I I did a live this morning on Facebook and I literally was getting choked up because I spoke to Tommy this morning. He got up at quarter past seven. He gets picked up with a taxi at eight, which we've had to fight for again. And he makes his own lunch because if somebody else makes it, he examines it and then goes, no, I'm not going to touch that because somebody else has made it. So we've now made him make his own lunch in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then he was talking to me about this boy at school and he was smiling away saying he's got this friend and mummy, I've added him on my gaming thing. So we would, we chat and play games together. And I was like, I was like proper choked up because this is a child that doesn't have anyone except for three friends that he's had since school, since his primary school. And all of a sudden he's made a new friend and he's smiling about it. And it's just for me, that was this morning, even talking about it on a live with about 600 people watching me. I was like, like this, because that is groundbreaking for me. Yeah, it's huge steps, isn't it? Yeah, massive. Huge steps and, you know, credit to you uh, as well. I mean, because you, you're really trying hard, aren't you, with your... I mean, are you qualified? You're trying to... Is it is this something you're doing with qualifying? Um, or... I'm actually asking for an extension because I'm, my life is so busy. So I'm, yeah. I'm in touch with Bath College to talk about getting an extension so that I can do it when I'm finished and really right. focus on it. So I want to do a course in autism. So it's a cachet level three course, um, understanding autism. I did a lot when I was in a prison service because there are a lot of people in prison that have ASD, quite a few people. Um, so we we touched on it when I was in prison with Asperger's and, and ADHD. So I really want to do a course in it. And it's more of a gift to my son so that I can understand him better. And other people. I had somebody at stage door, this young lad, two days ago, and some everyone was saying to me, there's a, there's a young boy waiting for you at stage door. He says he has autism. He really wants to talk to you. So after warm-up, I went out and, uh, and spoke to this boy. And he went, I've got autism like your son, Tommy. And he works as a, as a, a marshal at football, at Bristol Football Club. And it, I was chatting to him for ages. And he was like, I really, really think it's great that you, what you're doing. And I was like, really touched. I am kind of flying the flag a little bit, but also trying to make people aware that, you know, if you see a child with ear defenders on or they've got a disabilities lanyard, which is kind of invisible for a lot of people because people just don't look at it and go, oh, and they don't really know what that stands for. But I get my son to wear Bose headphones. They're really expensive headphones. And, you know, because he doesn't want to wear ear defenders because... At school, when he went to normal mainstream school, kids were tapping on his head and going, what you looking, what you listening to? And it was, it was upsetting because they were bullying him. So I was like, no, I feel like I am kind of flying the flag and I'm trying to make people aware that if you see a, a child that's struggling with something, give them space. You do it for a wheelchair. So why not do it for you know, somebody with a hidden disabilities lanyard that's struggling, clearly struggling. So, And you also mentioned as well in the past, which I think is great, that you'd really like to change it for families in restaurants as well. So to bring out a brand yeah. for the sensory, for the cutlery, for everything, yeah. because that's a huge thing as well. With And we heard a little bit of this from Christine McGuinness when we spoke to her many seasons ago about going out and eating. And what yeah. that what is that like? 
I think that would be amazing if you could do that too, because that again is something that we don't think about. Yeah. So um, I've come up with an idea called the sensory plate. And it's basically a plate that's got loads of sections on it, like you had at school, like, but a porcelain one, um, um, like a china plate. Um, and it's got the word sensory, sensory written on it. So in the stickers in the windows of the pub or the restaurant that you're going to, when they say vegetarian menus or they vegan friendly or whatever, this one is a sensory friendly sticker so that you know that you can bring a family in and they will have a sensory plate. So my son doesn't like food touching, but at the same time, if you, if my son loves steak, it's my husband's fault, like, but not just that. He, my husband's turned around and told all my kids, the best steak is fillet steak. We don't want rump steak. I like a bit of rump, but he's like told them. And I'm like, Craig, now, whenever we go out to a restaurant, it's going to cost 70 odd quid to feed yeah. now, probably more yeah. 80 or 90 or quid because you've told the kids that fillet's the best steak like so they were they wouldn't have known the difference if no. you put a bit you of rump steak the on there, there, hasn't he? <laughs> I'm like well done well you can pay for dinner then exactly. when we go out yeah <laughs> so we go out for, for meals and my son loves steak he yeah. absolutely adores steak if we go anywhere for a meal he, he, I'm on my back foot as soon as I walk in because I'm like, oh, looking at people's food and I'm going, oh my God, it's too posh. They, they're putting stuff on the side of the plate. They're putting garnishes on. And then you have to have that conversation with the person that works there and say, look, my son doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. And you can almost sense the, oh, here we go. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like on their, you're it's straight like you're, away, you're, you're anxious. You're admin. Yeah. They it's make like, you feel like that. And it's, yeah. They make you feel like, you know, because you're asking for all these things. And then you get paranoid that, oh my God, they're going to spit in the food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I just get really paranoid. And to make it a little bit easier, this plate is so much more than just a plate. It's okay. So when you bring a bit of steak out, don't put a leaf on the top because that autistic child might think straight away that's contaminating my food. I'm not touching it. Um, when you bring peas out, a lot of restaurants put butter on the peas. Um, you know, they, they do. And my son will not eat those peas because you've contaminated those peas. So this plate stands for everything plain. Okay, so the person want peas, let's not put butter on them. Easy. You, you can see it's a sensory plate. So everything's separated. No pepper or, or parsley on top of the mash or anything like that. Everything is plain. It's such an easy idea. It really is. And it's just a plate. And it opens up that conversation so that the waiter then comes up to you. Is there anything else that you want for with your sensory plate? So you can walk into a restaurant, um, table for five. Um, can I have one sensory plate, please? You know, and then I, I've spoken to the National Autistic Society about this. And they are really keen to get on the back of this because there are so many people with food sensory disorder um, and I don't want anything from it. All I want to be able to do is walk into a restaurant and say, can I have a sensory plate? Because, you know, I don't, and I've spoken to National Autistic Society and said, look, if we can make this work, let's make it so that if anyone buys a plate, some of the proceeds go to the National Autistic Society. I don't want anything to do with the profit or anything. It's not about that for me. It's just that at the minute, if we go out anywhere, we can only go McDonald's or pizza hut and if he goes to pizza hut he only has garlic bread and chips that's it he doesn't even like pizza so it's like i want to be able to take my son to nice restaurants 
I want to be able to know, go to nice restaurants. My eldest daughter is vegetarian Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So she wants to go to like nice restaurants because she's 17 and she's trying all these. She's more adventurous when it comes to food. So it'd be really nice to be able to go into a restaurant and see that sensory friendly sign on sticker outside. And you'll be surprised at how many people will actually start going out for, for meals because of it. And it's such a simple, it's just a plate. It's just a plate. You really are setting your stall out then, aren't you? But for everyone, yeah. then, the, the, you know, yeah. the restaurant will be happy, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they'll get it. It makes their lives a lot easier as well, doesn't yeah. it? Because and they don't have to much, take food back. No, and you're much more comfortable, aren't you? So when you go in, yeah. sort of your calm yeah. is different as well. Yeah. And to be able to buy the plate as well, you know, yeah. um, to be able to just go online to, you know, a, a, a website and be able to buy a sensory plate for home or be able to go to a restaurant that's not particularly sensory friendly, but to take the plate and then take it in. I mean, a lot of restaurants that when they're with vegan and vegetarian, I imagine they would have all had to have done some sort of training on this sort of stuff like halal or anything like that they would have had to have known about this different sorts of food this all it is is understanding autism it's like a tiny little bit of training to understand that a child will need the food to be separated and not to look posh just to be plain so that you can go and it doesn't even necessarily mean that you know a child has to be autistic to have this there are so many fussy kids I've got really fussy kids I'm fussy myself I'm I'm really fussy with food I would probably go in and ask for this sort of plate you know myself but it's more for people with um, food sensory disorder it's it's just so important to be able to be inclusive and I don't think that restaurants are inclusive for for people with autism they really are not so it, it would make so much more sense to, to do this because they're going to get more people through their door and you know it, they're going to be happy kids and carers and parents are going to be so over the moon with this I really do think it's going to work golly all these things that you've got going on it's brilliant I'm so, honestly <laughs> it's humbling I won't stop until it's until <laughs> good I done. can I tell really no yeah I know I can see Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. We're working with Kuka throughout this series. Kuka taps are a brilliant addition to any family home. They keep kitchen worktops looking clutter-free, removing the need for a kettle to take up space, and they will save you precious seconds waiting for it to boil before getting on with the task at hand. From making teas and coffees in a flash to rinsing down big greasy pots in seconds, these taps will save minutes of chores every single day. So to learn more about KUKA, visit their website, kuka.co.uk, and that's spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. You talk about this obviously a lot on your social media and you're very open about it and, and like you say with the Facebook Lives. What kind of... Um, response do you get from other mums going through similar situations to you you know with the schooling thing and and with the restaurant subjects and everything do you find that they're sort of looking up to you and and messaging you and saying you're really helping us you know I think a lot of people want hope yeah Yeah. they want hope because there are I think there's 1.1.3 million children that are not at school due to the fact that there is no school for them or they're still waiting for um, an ASD um, diagnosis. Um, And I know somebody that's waited four years 
and their son has not been in school because the school is a dangerous place for him. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to pay for it privately um, myself, which I'd done through doing Facebook lives of me singing songs in my loft and doing a like an earning it via tips. And that's how I did it during so, lockdown. And what, what did that finance then exactly? It financed like, oh, the, the, so. me getting him assessed to, with a, a professional psychologist to get that assessment. Right. Who, who ended up that the actual guy that I went to is actually an NHS psychologist as well, but I paid privately to see him. Now on the NHS waiting for him, you'd be looking at ages. It's just the system's so broken. Mm. It's it's unbelievable. There are so many people. And and because I've worked as a prison officer before, and because I can see the link because there are so many prisoners in in prisons have these conditions, autism, ASD, and if you think about it, the people that are left behind and that are still waiting for those results that are getting in trouble because they're not understood, they're then getting in trouble outside of of your school when they leave school because they never had that education, they never had that funding, they never had that specialist school, then they end up getting in trouble. And then and I'm not saying everyone's like this, but there is a link because there are so many people that literally didn't have this. So if we fund to help these people, then they're going to be all right. They'll be, get a great education. They'll get a good job and that stuff. This is where the problem is. I know so many people that have contacted me that said they're still waiting. They're still waiting. Um, they, they, they're, their child's out of school. Their child wants to kill themselves. You know, you know, I've been through that. I've had heard my that, son you say had that. that with, yeah, yeah. You said, when he was about yeah. 12, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and that broke me. It absolutely broke me. That must have made you really just think, right, I've got to kick some ass here, one way or another. Well, I just pulled him out of school. Right. And then, and you know, by pulling him out of school, um, the school that he was at, I won't name the school, was supposed supposed to come and see him every week. And he was off school for like two two academic years and they came around to visit him twice <gasps> in that time. Twice. That's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. And I was I'm... getting letters on my phone saying, um, yeah, he's he's had a really good week. So he's had really positive. He's not even at school. <gasps> oh, my like, goodness. I'm, I'm like, how... How is he getting, he's not even at school. I'm ringing the school going, why am I getting these letters saying he's had a really good week when he's not even been there? It, it was just, it, I just feel like a lot of schools are just so obsessed with their Ofsted reports mm. and sort of ticking boxes and stuff like that. But Tommy was forgotten about for a very long time and they just didn't know how to deal with it. there'll be a lot of, so many, and you'll be coming across yeah. with your face. There's a massive. So many forgotten Tommies, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah, wow. absolutely. And so, you know, so, so you take him out of school and then what happens for you? You've got to work, you've got to try and get him to have, you know, some kind of education, get his head around something. I mean, basically, if you've been he like, didn't for ages. He was in his gym jams and that was it. Oh, literally. I mean, like it said in the newspaper, he was literally living in his PJs, living his best life because he was happy. But because for me, it got to a point where he was chatting to his friends online because he he's got like three friends that he went to primary school with that he's he's got really close friends and um they started talking about the periodic table and he just felt really left out and he was like mommy I really want to go back to school 
And I tried to get him into another mainstream school. And because of what was on paper from his previous school, they were like, we can't, we can't meet his needs. But I didn't, his EHCP that he had, which is an educational healthcare plan, um, for people that don't know, that which had been given to him by the local authority after an assessment, only funded for 20 hours. And you needed 32 hours of funding. So to go to a specialist school, you need 32 hours. And he only had 20. But then I couldn't get him into a mainstream school. And I said, how is that right? So my son doesn't have enough funding to go to a special school, but the two schools that I've tried to get him into won't take him. And then they turned around and said, well, we can take him, but we just can't meet his needs. I'm like, why do I want him to go to to a school that can't help him because they can't meet his needs? So I said, right, well, you can stay at home then. And then he got sent to a school that had six, six students, but this school was for children that were badly behaved at school that were probably going through some... So Tommy was at, Tommy was in a school, in a building, with six other children. One smoked. One had that tobacco stuff that you, used to, that you sniff up your nose. And Tommy was petrified every day, absolutely petrified going to the school. And he had a chew buddy. And then this kid went, what you got Tommy for? Like that. And he just pushed this boy, and he resulted to violence. First time he's ever done it. And I pulled him out and I said, my son is not going to result to violence. He's not going to push or hit anyone because he's going to learn that that is probably the best thing that he's got. And that's where they end up in the system, in the prison system as they're older, because they think it's okay as soon as someone takes the mickey out of them to lamp on one. And I'm not having that. So I pulled him out. He's such a gentle little boy. He really is. He goes, love you, mummy. He's just... Oh. An inspirational young boy as well, Tommy Pugboy. Um, let's talk about that and his merch that's designed all about him and his autism uh, that he's launched and done all himself, which is amazing and really inspirational to other ch- young people out there going through similar things to him. Yeah, so he's got his, um, he wanted his own merch when he was about seven. I think it was the in thing at the time to have your own merch. Um, and he's obsessed with pugs. And his handle name's Tommy Pugboy. And um, he's absolutely obsessed with pugs. We've got a pug called Buster, who's really fat. (laughs) Um, But he loves him. He absolutely loves his dogs. Um, So this um, merch that he decided to do, um, we got somebody in to help. And he wanted to design this merch. He said he wants to be like a man's, a boy's body with a a pug head and call it Tommy Pugboy. So we got the logo and everything. Then I had to go to like um, to get it trademarked, which was uh, such a rigmarole because Tommy Hilfiger were fighting it. I'm like, his name's Tommy. He likes pugs, and it's nothing to do with Tommy Hilfiger. Like his name's Tommy. Like so, I had to fight, and I actually got it trademarked. So um, he's got his trademarked merch, which I've, I've got him as a present with a certificate, and said, "Look, you've got your own trademarked merch. Nobody can touch that now." And um, yeah, he's he sells it. He he made a couple of grand last year and bought stuff to do with his computer. It's because I've got a thing called the Bailey's Cuppa Crew, which is um, I've got like um, merch for this Bailey's Cuppa Crew stuff. So I've got loads of stuff dotted around. And there are parents that have children that have got Bailey's Cuppa Crew merch, and all the money from the Bailey's Cuppa Crew Tommy Pugboy section goes back to Tom and I buy him equipment. His room is like a spaceship because he's just got so much tech in there. 
and it's no wonder he doesn't want to but, but he was living in it for so long I wanted him to be creative so I bought him a proper um animation tablet um he's got um, a computer with that he's got adobe animate which i pay for monthly he's got an animation section to his room he's got a big huge curve gaming tv he's got a projector he's got green screen he's got everything and he's got a ladder that goes up into a loft that's like a sensory room so he can go up there and he can take himself away um from you know life in general if he needs to and when his mates come around they think it's really good so yeah, he's he's done all right with it, you know. He's he's doing all right. He understands that there are so many people out there that are inspired by him. Um, Stephen Brown, the artist, you know the guy, the, the guy that does the yeah. Maku things. He's a really good friend of mine, and he commissioned a painting called Tommy Maku, um, which is a cow that's representing Tommy, and it's got a fidget spinner. It's got the National Autistic logo, and then any proceeds of that goes to the National Autistic Society. So. He's he knows that what he's doing because I asked permission for him to for photos or anything like that. Look, the photo that was in the Sun newspaper recently, I asked his permission per, first to post it because I do want to change and he needs to understand that he's helping other people as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah he's 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 doing all right. You know, he's well, really doing. He's all got right. a great role model. You really are. Quite a force. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has indeed. I mean, yeah. You really. Oh, his dad's pretty awesome as well. Yeah. To be fair. We can't his dad's forget dad, awesome. can we? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to chuck him in there every now and again. It's Mr. Potts is fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's actually in there doing the pots as we speak. There you go. So, yeah. yeah. Mr. Potts there is doing go. the pots <laughs> and Mrs. Potts is looking after everyone else. But it's, it, you know, I, I can just imagine, you know, you've got, you have to split yourself into so many pieces and, you know, you've got, obviously, I, I know in theatre as well that, you know, it's a whole, an, another family, isn't it? Another, another bubble that you're in and it's really sort of intense as well, isn't it? It's full on for those few months. Well, it's been 18 months for you, two years. Um, and then, of course, yeah. you've got home as well. But what about you? What about you? What about me? Well, who looks after? Yeah, you see, you don't know what to say. What about you? <laughs> I know that you put some candles in your bathroom and thought, right, okay, that's self-care ticked. <laughs> I thought, actually, that's a big thing. Yeah. Everybody says, I don't know how you do it, because whenever I go do a live or I speak to someone, I'll say, I'm here tomorrow, I'm there. Next week, I'm doing um, a walk with Joe Wicks for Children in Need in the morning, and then I'm going straight to Doncaster Rovers, to play in a charity football match, a celebrity charity football match for a little boy called Rio um, who needs life-changing um, treatment. And then the following week, I'm doing a, a charity ball for the NSPCC. Then I'm with Jimmy Constable from 911 for his charity on the Saturday. Then on the Sunday, I'm in Bournemouth doing an, my tribute game for Callum Best for his charity to do with their children with alcoholism. For me, my downtime is with my kids, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see, I don't, I don't relax. I very rarely relax. I like my sleep. I get a full eight hours. As long as I've got a full eight hours sleep, I'm absolutely dandy. Oh, that's fine. That's my, that's my downtime is sleeping because I can't sit and do nothing. Well, when we last spoke, like this. She, you'd had a massage, hadn't you? Do you remember? And she said, Jen, I don't know why I bother because I talk all the way through it. She'd had a. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? You said I've had a massage. Can you tell I talk a lot? I don't know. If, what, I don't know. If I what's told the you point? Because I just talk to the masseuse the whole time when you're not supposed to. No, I have a good old chin wag. It's I, I, you know, 
I'm like my mum, you know, getting on a boat. My mum was a grafter. She's, you know, she ran later on. She's, she's exactly like me. She had like held down three jobs and stuff like that. But if I'm sitting for too long, you know, I, I'm, I'm twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, I need to be doing something. What do I need to be doing? Hopefully you'll be holding up an amazing award for your um your best supporting actress. Yes. Award. Oh, that that might be good. We'll, so we'll you see. Could you know, going like this. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll be thanking everybody else. Yeah. So. How are you feeling about that? Yeah. Do you know what? It's it's nice. I I found out about it. Someone messaged me and said, um, you know, the the awards are out and loads of people have been nominating you like for this award and I'm like, gosh, the last time I got an award as such I mean I got mum of the year celeb mum of the year a couple of times and um and I got Bexley search for a star when I was 16 um (laughs) but apart from that it's like I go on stage I do my bit I think Mrs Potts is a is a little bit of me anyway because she's very motherly she kind of like she's quite she's the heartbeat of the show really she's the one that brings it back to the story and the and the spell and everything and that's the most amazing song the best number in it really as well it is which I have to literally I go I come off stage for a scene just before it I walk round the back of the stage going Taylor's all this time true as it can be barely even friends and no one's allowed to talk to me because there has been on one occasion when I went round and I dropped the ball for a little bit and I was thinking about something else and I went on stage and went yeah. Taylor's oldest time true as it can be barely even friends then somebody bent and I went you cannot do that with Beauty and the Beast it's the most really. well known song that every little kids are singing it in the audience <laughs> and I'm on stage going like sounds like I've had a mini stroke I was like yeah, I completely, I did not know what the next line was. And so ever since I've got into my head that no one is allowed to speak to me. Because, yeah, I have to I have to know that song. So literally I go around and I'm like, no one talk to me, no one talk to me, no one talk to me. And then I go on. And as soon as I start walking on, I go, I don't remember the words again. And then it comes out like muscle memory. So as soon as you get out, and it's awful feeling. It's like you just want the floor to open up and and I can see Belle like this at the table like shoulders going because she's laughing because she's like what was that Ah. (laughs) and the worst thing was that night that I did that the American Disney director was in the audience and he came back after the show and went he went and he was in Birmingham so he flew over for something we was doing rehearsals and he was like um Sam what was that I was like (laughs) I am so sorry I'll hand in my notice. I'm really sorry. Oh, bless your heart of all nights. It it does happen. You have like a bit of a, a, you know, a bit of a brain fart every now and again. But I think, I think I'm, it's, you know, uh, signs of early menopause me. You know, they say that you lose lose a bit of your memory. Listen, Sam, I I don't even know what day it is anymore. I mean, it's (laughs) just awful. (laughs) Sort of looking back at the the, the state I'm in at the moment. uh, What's my name again? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, but I actually thought oh my gosh I couldn't do Pantona I couldn't remember it I could I look back and I think you remember the whole thing all your songs you know everything that uh all your dialogue or oh, you want the role of fairy where you get to hold the book so <laughs> yeah, you, you can just read the it book and it's all in there so that's maybe why when you get older you are the fairy or you have yeah, much smaller you can't parts. remember anything yeah and 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 when you're older you get those parts where you're on and off aren't you so you can go off then you can read the next bit and come back on. 
That's exactly what I do. Just that. I do, yeah, yeah I love that. But you can't yeah. do that in this show, unfortunately. No, so there has been on the other occasion where I've just about gone onto stage with somebody else and gone, what's my first line? What's my first line? I don't know what my first line is. And as soon as you walk in, it goes whoo, straight out your mouth. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's coming. I know it's coming. I can feel it. It's horrible. I'll tell you what is in your, your house as well, your perfect as well. Christmas, because before we came on with you, we were just on about Christmas and she said to me, well, you know what I'm doing? So she, you order, don't you? You order it all in. From Cook. You know, you get a whole frozen thing, the whole no. everything, the vegetable, everything. It's I all don't from cook. cook at Christmas. I don't ah. do it. We have a system. I buy him a bottle of Verve. <laughs> champagne nice a good choice i buy him a bottle of earth he yeah. has a bottle of earth and he'll cook the dinner perfect and i've got a screwdriver in one hand and a bin liner in the other so you know when you get all those toy presents that yeah. need to open up and screw and batteries need to go in them that's my job okay and to well, build things deal. and play and he just goes in the kitchen puts his thing apron on and drinking it. a bottle of earth and he does a full bottle, and then Team I mean he'll like, he does like well we've got twenty odd for dinner this year, and he'll do oh it. Oh my gosh, it gets. I know. A... <laughs> I'm See, cook. I've only got six of us. <laughs> yeah, he's, he he cooks. He's cooked for about twenty twenty eight before now. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, he's good. Well, because you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a fab Christmas this year because I'm at home. So we, we go to Dublin and I've come home on the 19th. I'm the only cast member, uh, company member that has children. So when I got this new contract, I asked and said, look, is there any way that I can have Christmas at home? And they were like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, so, how wonderful. Oh, I'm so honestly, Sam, you, you're just a delight. To, I could listen to you for ages. Obviously, I could listen to you because, yeah, you do talk a lot. Uh, but it's been <laughs> the easiest podcast. It's been the easiest podcast She's ever. She's fabulous. I love it. You are wonderful, honestly. Oh, I've met you before, you know. Where was it? I'm so old, remember. So, you did some filming in Greenwich. You was doing a TV show in Greenwich oh, years and years and years and years and years ago. I was there waiting to meet you and I met you outside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Long, I, don't, I don't want to say how many years ago that was, but it oh, was a be, yeah. long time ago. Oh, so 90s, definitely yeah. it was in the 90s. Easy, easy that was, yeah. So, oh, my yeah. goodness. You're bringing the Essex yeah. out in me now. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 great to talk to other people that are like, you know, that are going through stuff as well and they've got kids and, you know, you understand it. And I think this is what it's all about. It's we gonna, get it. Yeah, yeah, we totally get it. Our hot mess mums telling it like it is. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thank you to Kuka for sponsoring this episode. Now, their taps are a great choice for mums and dads wanting to make the most of their time at home instead of spending ages soaking dishes and waiting for the kettle to boil. For more information, visit kuka.co.uk, spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. 